0: This is Autoline Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, we reported that Tesla delivered 25,845 cars in China last month, down 27% from March. A bunch of you rushed to point out that the company exported over 14,000 cars from China to other markets. So some of you are saying that means Tesla's total production figure in China was actually 40,000 cars but we don't know if that's true because other reports say the figures we reported yesterday do include the export numbers. If that's the case, Tesla only delivered about 11,600 cars to Chinese customers. But no one knows for sure because the data out of China is ambiguous and Tesla isn't saying anything. One reason for the drop, though, may be that Tesla's assembly plant in Shanghai was reportedly shut down for two weeks. But again, No one knows for sure. Whatever the case, though, investors did not like the uncertainty. Tesla's stock dropped 2% on the news and is down 13% this month. Former UAW President Dennis Williams was sentenced to 21 months in prison for his role in the union's corruption scandal. He also has to pay a $10,000 fine and $132,000 in restitution to the UAW. Williams was convicted of stealing union funds to pay for lavish gifts and vacations. The four-year investigation has resulted in 15 convictions, along with the government installing a watchdog at the UAW for the next six years. The supplier, Morelli, developed an integrated EV powertrain unit with Punch Motive International, this animation gives you a good idea of how the electric motor, the inverter, transmission, and oil pump are integrated into a compact unit. Morelli says it's scalable, so it can be used in anything from sports cars to mid vehicles, and it's going to use it to manufacture e-axles for Europe and the Americas. These compact EV powertrains show why electric cars offer packaging efficiencies over cars with conventional ICEs and transmissions. Better Place was the company that pioneered the idea of swapping batteries for electric cars and went bankrupt in 2013. But maybe it was just ahead of its time. In China, the national government, as well as municipal and provincial governments, are subsidizing swappable stations. Most Chinese live in apartments and don't have a place to plug in overnight. That's a deterrent to buying an EV. So swapping, which only takes a couple of minutes, helps overcome that reluctance. NIO even lets customers lease their batteries for $142 a month instead of paying for the entire thing up front. That lowers the cost of buying an EV. BAIC has deployed 20,000 taxis that have swappable battery packs, and SAIC, FAW, Geely, and Chang'an are all involved in developing battery swapping stations. Volkswagen's best-selling model in the American market just got refreshed. The 2022 Tiguan features massage front and rear bumpers, standard LED lighting, as well as new wheel and paint options. It also comes with more modern materials, including cloth seats that are even available on higher trim levels, contrast stitching is an option, which extends into the second row, and a digital cockpit is now standard. Other new technology includes the ability to adjust the radio volume or temperature control via a touch and or slide motion. Just slide your finger up or down or tap the icon to make a change. Haptic feedback is provided so you know when you push it and VW scalloped out the slider for the temperature control so your finger has a place to rest. We'll be very interested to test these features out bouncing on the open road to see if they really operate the way they should. But if the Tiguan seems more upscale to you, that's exactly what VW was going for. The Taos, which is hitting the market soon, is a small crossover that slots right below the Tiguan, and VW wanted to create some separation between the two models. It also cut trim levels down to four because pricing of the Tiguan was creeping into Atlas territory as well. The new Tiguan is expected to hit dealers in Q3 of this year. Earlier this month, Genesis announced it will begin selling vehicles in Europe for the first time this summer, and it's already launching a model specifically for that market, a wagon version of the G70. Officially called the G70 Shooting Brake, it's the same size as the sedan, except it has 40% more luggage space and the rear seats can split fold into a 4 4 configuration. The company didn't mention what powertrains are available for the wagon, but we expect they'll be the same as the sedan. No word on pricing or launch date either. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mobility is becoming electric connected and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world, but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Here's something interesting, Daimler Boss is running a pilot task for mobile 3D printing. It fitted a storage container with all the necessary machines that are required to make 3D-printed spare parts for its buses. The container can be transported on the back of a truck to any location, where all it needs is electricity and an Internet connection. It will first be used at a bus service center in Germany, with the hope that it reduces the time to get parts into customer hands. Have you noticed what the ST trim line has done for Ford? Not only does it have more performance cred, the models also seem to sell quite well and Ford can charge more money for them. But now that consumers are switching from sedans to trucks and utilities, Ford is turning its attention to off-road performance. The Raptor has been the gold standard of factory off-roaders for some years now. It launched the new Timberline Explorer just the other day and offers the Tremor trim line as well. The latter was first offered on Ford Super Duty trucks, but was adapted to the Ranger 2. And that's the latest vehicle to roll through the Autoline garage. It's easy to see right off the bat why this vehicle would appeal to potential customers. It's got the right look. Suspension height is up, thanks in part to Fox shocks. The extra space in the wheel wells are filled up with unique 17-inch wheels with aggressive looking tires and options like beefy side steps, red accents in the grill, and bright orange paint like our tester makes the truck stick out even more. Other off-road goodies include skid plates, locking rear differential, and a terrain management system. While all that stuff is good for off-roading, it translates to a bouncy, old-school truck-like driving experience on the road. Although, I think if you're buying a truck like this, You'd already understand that. And speaking of the on-road driving experience, we find ourselves falling in love with Ford's 2.3-liter EcoBoost engine. It's got great power delivery with 270 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque, and puts out this nice guttural, almost aggressive sound when you put your foot into it. I just wish we could have seen how the powertrain setup performed off-road as well. Oh, well, something for another day, I guess. Ford charges nearly $4,300 for the Tremor package on the Ranger, which pushed the price of our top-of-the-line Lariat model to about $48,000. What are the most anticipated new cars, trucks, crossovers, and SUVs for 2021? That's going to be the topic on Autoline After Hours on Thursday. Not every new model has been introduced yet, but we've got a good idea of what's on the way. So join John and Gary for a deep dive into a review of what's new for 2021. But that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid control systems. Over the air engineering. Boost Your Game, Scheffler, We Pioneer Motion, and by Magna.